Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khani Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. So this is episode three, our final episode in our three-part series of value-based leadership. So today's episode is all about utilizing experiences, routines, and rituals for values-based leadership. So if this is the first episode you're listening to, I just want to go back and reflect for a couple moments here. So part one of this series was introducing you to how to create a school led through values-based leadership. And the first way to do that is through the power of storytelling, which is one of the most powerful ways to inspire people to take action. Part two of this series was values-based leadership through role modeling, where I spoke about the six qualities of a role model. And today's episode is focusing on experiences, routines, and rituals. And so we're going to really be understanding why experiences are such a critical part in teaching values and why routines and rituals are a critical component in ensuring that our teams are able to act and live and breathe the values, even when we're not there all the time. It's really interesting because at the time of recording this, I'm actually just about to enter the final holiday um, in a long month of holidays in the beginning of the Jewish New Year. And routines and rituals are such a huge part of all holidays. Um, And I don't think it matters, you know, which holidays you celebrate and don't, but every holiday really has a lot of routines and rituals. And one of the reasons for that is, is because routines and rituals are very different. Okay. The difference between a routine and a ritual is the attitude behind the action. Okay. So a routine is an action that's just done, right? Making your bed, taking a shower, whatever it is. Rituals are viewed with a lot more meaningful practice, which create a sense of purpose. Okay. I'll say it again. Rituals are viewed as a more meaningful practice, which have a greater sense of purpose. So today I want to unpack 
a little bit more of an understanding of why rituals are so critical to building your culture, your school culture, and also why rituals are a huge anchor in teaching values. So one of the biggest components of rituals is they help create and sustain an identity. So if you think about sports teams, they have very specific rituals that they engage in before they go play the game or when they come back from a win or from losing or things that they do before practice, right? So there's routines that they do before practice, before games. Um, and then there's rituals that they do. The rituals are what create their identity. I'm part of this team. And so in your school, your teachers, your leadership team create a sense of identity. This is where I belong. I belong to this school. This is where I go to work. This is, I am a teacher. I am a director. I am a curriculum specialist. That is a big part of their identity. And rituals, like whatever rituals you choose inside of your school, those create and sustain a part of their identity. Now, another component of rituals is rituals actually reduce anxiety and they boost confidence. In a world that's constantly changing, with the ground keeps shifting, rituals are a lifeline for stability with the team. Rituals really ground people. It reminds them that even though everything is hazy and ambiguous out there, here we feel grounded and calm. It's so simple. It's so powerful. So let me give you a little bit of some examples that happen at home that you might not realize are rituals. Let's say, for example, you have a ritual in your house where you give your child a kiss before they go to bed at night. And let's say one night you're actually not home. You're away somewhere, you're at a conference, whatever it is. But there's a ritual there where a kiss is given, right? So it could be a virtual kiss or maybe your partner gives your child a kiss. But the ritual keeps the child grounded even though their regular routine has been disrupted. That means you're not usually there, right? Or let's say dad is traveling for business and he, you know, usually reads the kids a story before they go to bed at night. Maybe he does it virtually for them. So he keeps the ritual. So even though the routine has been broken, right? Their usual structure and routine isn't there. The ritual grounds them and reduces anxiety. So we do this subconsciously all the time. And what if we did it with our eyes open? What if we actually chose rituals that helped our team stay grounded during this season, right? And it's not just during this season. There's always ambiguity in our schools. There's always going to be challenges and obstacles and things that go awry and all of that kind of stuff. Rituals really, really ground us and create a very strong sense of connection and confidence. So another thing that's really interesting to think about when it comes to rituals specifically is rituals really turn ordinary people into these ambassadors where it used to be like, oh, I'm just part of this school or whatever it is. And then there's a specific ritual that they engage in, right? Maybe they are always the people that are in charge of the parent opening night. Um, you guys have a ritual inside of your school. There's a certain parent opening night. You know, the parents, the kids go down this red carpet or whatever it is, right? And then you have specific staff who are in charge of leading this particular ritual. 
what happens is, is that it's not just them taking action on the ritual. It's them becoming ambassadors of the school because now they're engaging in the ritual, which is a huge anchor and a huge part of the identity of that center. They're leading it. So take, for example, one of the rituals that they have at a lot of baseball games or football games is they sing the national anthem. And then sometimes, right, so sometimes you'll have a famous singer do it, or sometimes I've seen military people sing, sing, the, sing the national anthem. What happens is, is that you take someone who is not on the team, someone from the military is not playing the sports game, but they are leading the ritual that is part of unleashing and starting um, the sports game. And so now they're part of the ritual, right? They're part of this experience. So it sounds really simple and it is, but it's really, really profound. Right now, it seems that wherever you turn, people are looking to join a community. People are trying to create and cultivate friendships, relationships. Why is this? Well, during a season that we're in right now, in the current state of the world, we want to be connected with other humans. This is what helps create anchors and grounding as the ground keeps shifting, right? As things feel so ambiguous and so uncertain, we're like, really? When is all this chaos gonna end? We don't wanna go back into this time capsule, but we can only go forward into the future. We're leading out of crisis. We're leading into a whole new level and a whole new era that is happening in the world right now. And when we embrace it, we can actually learn to enjoy this process. However, leaders who are leading schools right now are dealing with a whole new heap of challenges different from other business owners and other people that are navigating these hardships right now. And that is we're trying to build legacy in our centers. We're trying to create impact with the parents, with the children. And we're also trying to run all these operations down to licensing and cleaning and payroll and parent communication and teacher communication and staffing and culture and promotions and relationships. And ooh, one second, you also have a family who you want to come home to and not bring the leftovers to them, right? You want to bring the best of yourself home. And so you're trying to navigate all these things, all these different worlds, all the boundaries have collapsed, all the roles fit into to one and it's like, whoa, am I ever going to get out of this? Here's the thing. In order to really understand the type of legacy that you want to create and what it is that you're doing, all of it is anchored in who you are, which are your values. Values-based leadership is what is going to help you ride this season all the way through and continue to ride the seasons for decades to come. Remember, if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you want to play the decades game. You're not here for quick transactions. You're not here for quick wins. You're here to play the long game, which is the decades game. When you're playing the decades game, you're building legacy. In order to build legacy, you need to understand values-based leadership. What is values-based leadership? It's designing and building a center where you and your team can make decisions, can retrain your instincts to choose and practice company values on a consistent basis. Make choices through it. Make hiring decisions. Make um, financial decisions. Make uh, any kind of decision through the values-based leadership. And also the reaction and response and proactive measures that you take all are through values-based leadership. So if you want to find out more about this, I am teaching this at the Summit of Excellence, February 28th, March 1st and 2nd, 2023 in sunny Miami, Florida. However, this event is invite only. It is for members and their teams. Why is it invite only? Because 
building legacy and building impact is not for everyone. Not everyone is interested in building this. Not everyone wants to play the decades game. Some people are playing the transactional game. That's fine. There's no right or wrong. There's right for you. So if you're building legacy, if you're playing the decades game, if you want to build impact, you want to be at this event. If you want to be at this event, I encourage you to apply to our directors in our circle, our owners HQ program. The link is in the show notes. See if you're a good fit to join us. We'd love to see you and meet you in person in Florida at the Summit of Excellence. I think the value of being surrounded by other high-performing leaders is a sense of community, not feeling alone, feeling united in um, a bigger purpose, and also really being able to sit back and get validation for the things that you've done well and receive um, great insight and ideas for things that maybe you're currently struggling with. You know, Connie says on stage, you know, she was like, okay, I'm going to take that one layer deeper. And, uh, and immediately I'm like, ooh, that's different. You know, usually you kind of stay on that surface level because you're just trying to communicate to a much broader audience. And so I really appreciated that. And when she says that, she backs it up with some really insightful questions that really do make you think back and go, hmm, I haven't really thought about it that way of why we do that or why I think that way or, or things like that. It's, it's definitely something that will, and I just texted one of my staff members, this is life-changing. I mean, it's not it's not just like going to NACI or learning a new trick. You know, it's, it's more than that. It's bigger than that. Yeah, you can really see what she's working on in building the community that that we really want and need, I think, as childcare owners and directors. And also um, bringing a lot of levity and fun alongside a lot of reflective, challenging work, which I think, when coupled together, allows us to really learn and grow in a, in a flexible and adaptive way that I don't know if you would get anywhere else. Um, the reflection is so powerful and allows us to grow so much and take so much back with us. Felt a little bit lonely and I wanted to kind of be accountable or be held accountable. And I and Honey has a great content and um, I know she always, you know, goes above and beyond for me. So I wanted to come back and um, just be present and learn more. Each one of her events that Honey has had, each one tops the next. She brings each one to a new level and it's not... Connie is not one that just does the same thing every year. And that's what I love about it. And one reason I do come back each year. So I want to give you a couple of things to think about when it comes to rituals. One of them is think about the rituals that you already have inside of your center that you do almost as a routine. Maybe you give flowers to a new teacher when they get onboarded. Maybe when someone has a baby or gets engaged or gets married, there's, you know, something specific that you do, whatever it is, right? Maybe after the first 90 days, a person gets a small bonus or you have a bereavement thing that you do. I want you to think about, are there some of the things that you're doing that can actually, you can turn them into more of a ritual that will create more meaning and purpose to that actual ritual? So it's less of a routine and it's much more of a ritual. The other thing to think about is the values inside of your center. So let's say you have a value of trust, respect, 
honesty, service, what children first, family, whatever it is. What rituals can you put in place that are anchored to those values? Because here's the thing when it comes to holidays, going back to where I started. One of the ways that we can really anchor in the holiday is through the rituals of that holiday. So the holiday that I'm about to go into, or let's let's take, for example, a holiday that's a little more well-known, the holiday of Hanukkah. So one of the rituals on the holiday of Hanukkah is we light the menorah every night for eight nights. And every night we add another candle. So night one, we light two candles. Night light two, we light, light two. Night two, we light two candles. Um, and so on and so forth. The menorah lighting, it's a ritual that we do on Hanukkah. And it's a part It's a way that we stay connected to the holiday. And it's also a way that we honor the values of the holiday. One of the values of that holiday is coming together with family. I'll share with you another ritual, the holiday of Passover, okay? One of the values of that holiday is telling the story of the exodus of Egypt to the children. The ritual and the way that we honor this value is on the Seder night, we have a beautiful Seder meal and the father tells the story to the children. There's a, every, every family has different rituals of the way or traditions in the way that they tell the story. But the value is coming together as a family. The value is telling the story of the exodus, right? Those are some of the core values. And then there's rituals that help us honor those specific values. We eat very specific foods that remind us of certain things. So holidays are full of rituals, right? Think of any holiday, Thanksgiving, New Year's, Christmas, whatever holidays you have. I want you to think of your school as kind of this, like its own little world, right? Its own little microcosm. And when you could create specific rituals that are connected to values, your team will feel that much more connected to the company. Now, we're going to be going into this in really great depth at the Summit of Excellence this year, February 28th, March 1st and 2nd in Miami, Florida. So if you are interested in learning more about values-based leadership, definitely go check that out. So that's rituals. Now I want to wrap up today's session with understanding experiences. Okay. I love experiences. I am huge on experiences. For Hanukkah, we didn't buy our kids any gifts. We bought them experiences. Um, We played a whole game with them to unveil the experiences, and each of them got to choose a specific experience that they wanted to do um, as their Hanukkah gift. Experiences are a much bigger part of ourselves than anything materialistic we will ever own. Okay, you can like material stuff. You can even think that some of the things that you own are part of your identity, but Your experiences are really part of who you are. You're the sum total of your experiences. And I want to invite you to really think about how you're designing your company culture and how you're leading your company through values. Because if one of your values is connection, relationship building, family, teamwork, whatever it is, Material objects, possessions, promotions, bonuses, raises, all of those things, they don't contribute to that particular value. Now, I'm not saying 
that promotions and those things are not important. They are, but you need to remember that they don't necessarily contribute to the company values. They're not necessarily tied to it because possessions or material objects don't contribute to social relationships. We consume experiences with other people. We do the experience with other people. And after they're gone, right, when the experience is no longer there, they're part of the stories that we tell to each other, right? We tell each other stories about the experiences that we've been on. So I want you to think for a second. Do you ever bond with people while discussing material objects? Do you ever bond with someone while talking about a new couch that you bought or a new bag that you bought? or a new pair of shoes that you bought, you might have a few second conversation about it and talk about which store you got it in or where you bought it on sale or whatever, but you really bond with people over experiences. Another thing that's really interesting that they did a study on, very interesting study, is people become more jealous and envious of people's material possessions versus their experiences. So let's take, for example, how when you're on vacation, you might get a little bothered by like, oh, this person's flying first class or this person is staying in a nicer hotel, but it doesn't produce the level of envy as if when you're outgunned on material possessions. When we are outdone with material possessions, uh, brings us a much higher level of jealousy and envy inside of us versus when we see someone having a better experience than us because we're on that experience. We're doing that experience or whatever it is. So someone might be having a higher level of that experience, but it just it just doesn't produce the same level of envy. So what's so interesting is that the more time that you take to experience do experiences with your team, the more connected that you become. People are starving for connection and relationships. They want to belong. They want to feel connected with other people. It's why events are kicking back up again into high gear because people want to be connected. And so there's so many different ways that you could do experiences with your team. The first step that I want to invite you to think about is looking at your calendar, your company calendar and saying, okay, I want to plan three experiences over the next 12 months to do with my team. You don't even need to know exactly what it is that you're doing yet. Just put it on the calendar. Put something on the calendar. We're going to do something for this, right? But I want to encourage you not to put experiences on the calendar in addition to whatever holiday experiences you planned, right? So if you planned the Christmas party or the Thanksgiving event or whatever it is that you already planned, that's different. I want you to think of unique experiences that don't have any connection to any global or national holiday or whatever it is. Just an experience of connection, of coming together and having fun together, playing together, having fun together. These are the things that really connect people. And a lot of times I hear from owners or directors that they're like, oh, we do these things, but people don't come. People don't want to show up or whatever it is. And I hear you on that because people are tired. People are busy. It's, it's, it's another thing that they have to commit to. And if you're feeling like that, 
a lot of that has to do with going back to the drawing board around the type of connection and relationships that you've built with your team. And if you feel like you want stronger relationships, definitely go back to episode three on this podcast, The Gratitude Matrix, where I really break down how to build a culture of gratitude, of connection, of collaboration. Because again, the reason it's episode three is because it's the foundation of building a school of excellence. It's the foundation and the core of being able to get to a place where your team wants to participate and do these experiences with you, with inside your company. So let's wrap up over here. We spoke today about routines and rituals, why they're such a huge part of leading your company through values. And I touched a little bit on experiences as well. The other thing I want to talk about with experiences connected to values specifically is if you, let's say one of our values is family in our personal life. And one of the ways that we honor our family values is we do experiences together as a family. We go on vacation together, We play together. We do fun things together. We go on Sunday outings and excursions together. It's one of the ways that we honor our value of family. We have another value in our family, which is integrity, right? The thing that I want to invite you to think about is how can you create experiences for your children, for your team, excuse me, I'm going into parenting, for your team, that is connected with your company values. And this requires a lot of intentional thought. It is not something that you're gonna poof, think about as you're listening to this podcast. It requires thinking, it requires um, some pausing, it requires some reflection. Um, And this is why we're gonna be doing this at the summit this year because this, this doesn't take, this isn't given enough time and attention. We give a lot of time and attention to our marketing strategy, to our financial strategy, to our enrollment strategy, all really important. And once you've created those systems and once you understand how those processes work, it's time to up-level. It's time to start thinking about other things and having a different conversation. And that's what this event is about. It's about having a different conversation, a conversation about creating routines and rituals that are connected to company values, a conversation around having experiences that are connected to your company values, a conversation around how do we write our stories? What is our legacy? How do I become a really great role model? Right now we're asking more ambiguous questions, questions that don't have a direct answer or a direct ROI. And that's where the messiness is. And it's an uncomfortable place to be, but it's also the place of the greatest growth. So I want to thank you for listening to our three-part series um, over the last couple of weeks. I hope that you enjoyed it and took some, some really good insights And hopefully some takeaways as well that you can take some action on. I want to thank you again for being a huge part of our podcast family. Every single week when I sit down to record the podcast, I just, I continue to be filled with a really great sense of gratitude that I know that the podcast has a huge reach. I know that people are enjoying it and listening and engaging. And I know that it's, it's changing your lives. And I want to Thank each of you who reach out, who send us messages, who send us emails of the episodes that you enjoy, who send us DMs, who write reviews, who share the podcast with your friends and family. Thank you. This is how we get the message out there. This is how we continue to broaden our reach. And I really, really appreciate all of you that continue to do that and and send us your good vibes. So thank you. Wishing you all an amazing day. And we'll see you next week on the podcast. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, 
I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.